1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers are aiming to keep their hold on top spot When they travel to Easter Road to face Hibs Having lost there on Sunday It's all about bouncing back for Celtic When they welcome Motherwell And Aberdeen's hammering of Dundee last night Means there's just one point Between the Premiership's top four I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yeah it's a massive night in the Premiership Gordon Rangers The table toppers Can they stay there <clears throat> Against a rejuvenated Hibernian side after their brilliant victory against Celtic and for Brendan Rodgers man, the chance to bounce back after a couple of disappointing results and performances Jim Duffy you were at Easter Road on Sunday you saw the rejuvenation of Hibs as Mark mm-hmm. says uh, that should be a cracker and of course a, a decent game at Celtic Park as well Yeah I mean uh, Hibernian were outstanding at the weekend until they deserved their, their victory um, you know there's obviously the debate about Celtic and uh, the selection and the, the the shape that they played, but uh, take nothing away from Hibs. Hibs were were were, were terrific, uh, and you know Celtic were looking to bounce back. Uh, you know it'll be interesting to see um, Brendan Rodgers' um, team selection and formation for tonight. But at home against Motherwell, they will look to bounce back. Uh, and as Mark said, they'll be looking for a big performance. I don't pretend to know how long it's going to last, Mark Guidi, and I know they've all played different. Amounts of games But what I do know That is in the 19th of December One point separates our top four sides That For the neutral For the The, the, the image The competition levels In our league Is fantastic Yeah and you know what You've got to give them all credit In different ways Even Celtic They've got the biggest budget The best players The consistency The mentality All the rest of it But they still have to Do what they do Combined with qualifying For the last 32 in Europe You look at Kilmarnock Tremendous consistency During 2018 under Stevie Clark with not a big budget you look at Aberdeen topsy-turvy for the first couple of months and then they've hit this brilliant bit of form getting to a cup final as well beating Rangers in a semi and then you've got Rangers doing well in Europe up until the kind of last hurdle but assembling a new team 14-15 new players a young manager a rookie manager and yet here he is top of the league and we're almost at the halfway stage so for those four clubs in different ways credit to the manager to their players to the supporters and to their board yeah, there is a lot to like about what we're seeing in the league at the moment, Jim. Yeah, I mean, we love competition, um, Gordon. And, uh, you know, I think it, it challenges um, each team, you know, to raise their game. Because every game has got a, a level of importance now. To stay at that level, to stay competing at the top, to stay in the top four. And even the top six is a, is a, a real uh, competition now. So, you know, I think that raises the bar for everyone. You know, for instance, Celtic get into this game tonight. In the, in the, over the last couple of seasons under Brendan Rodgers I'm not saying that they did, They had a fantastic mentality But they could have afforded to drop points And no one really would have thought too much But now, as Mark said At this stage of the season Halfway through Or almost You know, you, you can't you can't be dropping too many points now They've got Because it's the first time in a long time That they've had this real competition So now it's fantastic Now in the second hour of tonight's show We're going to be speaking on the phone to Michael Owen He's preparing to come back to Glasgow And play in the Star Sixes So we'll get his thoughts on that His memories of playing in Glasgow Played against Celtic a couple of times And of course his thought on his old pal Stephen Gerrard as well But before we get to any of that Let's get to tonight's games uh, Let's kick off at... I, uh, Easter Road, should we say Callum Clark is with us Hi Callum 
Well, good evening. This is a, a big one this afternoon. It's Hibs against Rangers. Hibs, of course, they beat Celtic at the weekend. So the, the question is, can they match that again and, and beat Rangers tonight? For Rangers, of course, as you mentioned, the challenge is, can they stay top of the table? They need to match Celtic's performance tonight against Motherwell to do that, or result, I should say. And if they do that, they will stay top of the table. But last time these two teams met, 5-5 at Easter Road at the end of last season. If we get anywhere near that tonight, I think we'll be in for a treat. If we get anywhere near that tonight, you'll be a busy boy. That's uh, for sure. That was an absolute classic at the end of last season. We were in, yeah. we were we're in, in here, here. Yeah. me, you, Muddo, and Derek. It was we're, unbelievable. We're wasn't and it? I think, I think Hibs were three up in half an hour, and we're saying, "Oh my God, this is this could have been six or seven for Hibs." And all of a sudden, it was five. It was a fantastic game. Uh, let's cross over to Celtic Park and speak to Alison Conroy. Good evening, yes. Brendan Rodgers, of course, looking for a reaction from his players after that Easter Road horror show from them. Well, Stephen Robinson believes if Mother will play their own game, they can take something here tonight. It was 1-1 when the sides met just two weeks ago, but at Celtic Park, Celtic have, uh, Mother will have lost their last five matches on an aggregate of 21-1. Bit early for teams, but Celtic will still be without Ryan Christie. Stephen Robinson says he could make changes as he looks to manage his squad during the busy festive period, Gordon. Uh, the, the intrigue about that one Jim Duffy is the sides met very recently and mm. it was a very tight game and it was a draw at Fir Park <laughs> yeah. um, but there's an obvious difference in that it's at Celtic Park you get the, the, the crowd the size of the pitch the, the new surface Celtic have got there and it on paper should be a different type of game yeah it's amazing how the psychological advantage swings to the home team at times I mean you know in particular Celtic I mean don't get me wrong it can, it can work against you if, you if you get on the back of a few bad results then the pressure of playing at home can go against you but that hasn't been the case um, for Celtic um, you know so generally speaking it is Celtic part they're very very strong um, you know and they would expect to bounce back they don't have too many bad games on the bounce um, they were poor at the weekend uh, and I think as I said they'll be looking to to show the supporters that um, that's not going to happen too often. But Motherwell are always competitive, always organised, um, but they have to be at their best and hope that Celtic have another ineffectual performance like they did at the weekend, as I said, and it's it's not common that that happens, but, it, but, it, but, it, but it's possible. And I know it's a bit of a cliche, Mark, we do, but it's true. It's one of those nights where if you are at Celtic mm-hmm. Park or you're at Easter Road, you're going to be listening to us, you're going to be checking your phone, you're yeah. going to be having a look, how's the other team doing, waiting yeah. for the score coming in at half-time and full-time, and that's what it's all about. Because that's it's not only about what you do, it's yeah. about what your uh, your rivals do as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes me back, uh, Gordon, I think, you know, off the top of my head, with at least three, if not four, last day finishes mm-hmm. in the space of a decade 10-12 years through the, the, the Martin O'Neill Gordon Strachan period to Alec McLeish and Walter Smith period and, and Dick Advocate so they were great days and you're right you know you didn't go you went to the game but you had a tranny mm-hmm. you know and, and you and you listened to what was was coming in and it was ebbing and flowing it was going backwards and forwards and that's exactly what we want and at the moment we've got that and um Long may that continue I hope that's what we're saying You know Get into get in after the split Get into the last mm. two or three games of the season Right we do want to hear from you as always So let's do it 0141 951 1025 Any thoughts you've got Ahead of the games tonight Who should play Who shouldn't play How do you see the games going What about the bigger picture In terms of the league table Get all the thoughts 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter is At Clyde SSB Andy is a Rangers fan on the line What's on your mind tonight Andy? What's on my mind tonight? There's a couple of things. I think Rangers and Celtic, Celtic will win tonight. Um, um, I think Rangers will win it. Um, no easy at, at Easter Road, but I think I think they'll, they'll, they'll do the business against Hibs because Hibs are still not in great shape. I know they played Celtic at the weekend and won, but that goes on to my second point. Um, 
the, the Celtic squad, I don't know my name's a supporter, but you talk about your rivals, you know, uh, friendly rivalry. The, I don't think the, the Celtic squad is as strong as everybody makes it out to be, including them and their supporters and things. I mean, I'm not saying they changed the team big time at the weekend and get beat, um, but there was a few players there that were fringe players, and I think I don't think there's there's a great deal of difference between the Celtic squad and the Rangers squad. I really don't, um, and I think the Rangers in Celtic game in the 29th, I think Rangers were still ahead of them, and if that um, Rangers win then um, and go four points ahead, albeit this Celtic will have a game in hand, I think that's going to be a big psychological boost for Rangers and a blow for Celtic um, getting into the winter break. I'm just trying to see if you think about it. Sorry, just what was your specific point? Well, he's talking Andy. about that he yeah, says he doesn't think there's much difference between the strengths the of the squad. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I disagree with you 100%. Uh, in terms of the quality of the squads, the strength of the squads, um, the mentality, the, the, the winning mentality, the amount of you know, Celtic players have got over the line, um, I think Rangers are a good bit off it. In any given day, Andy, and it could well be in December 29th, yet yeah, I wouldn't rule out Rangers beating Celtic. I could see that happening. Ibrox, but over the course of 38, 38 games, for example, if this, we don't know what, what's going to happen in January, but if both squads stay the same, um, I think Celtic would be superior in the second half um, of the season. And um, no, no, for me, one hundred percent, Rangers are a long way off a title-winning squad. Yeah, I mean, I think listen, you know, Celtic had a bad game at the weekend, but I think as I've mentioned before, they don't have too many of them, particularly back to back. And, you know, I, I just think it was really nothing to do with their squad at the, the, in, at the weekend because I think they had a very strong side out. The system didn't seem to suit them. And, um, you know, I think that uh, Hibs played very well and Hibs are a good side and, and can play well against anyone. So I think that, that that's the first thing. But uh, tonight, Rangers going there, I think is going to be a real test for them, a real test of character, a real test of Rangers mentality. And... You know, on about squads, Andy, I think that Rangers have, have to have that wee bit of a creative spark and, and a ruthless streak, as, as Stephen Gerrard's alluded to at the weekend. You know, 22 corners, whatever happens to be, 30-odd crosses, but one goal against Hamilton. And then, you know, on the back of the last couple of games where they haven't performed well against Dundee and Aberdeen. And I think when you take Morelos out the side, they don't really have a real threat uh, of goal scorers. So I think there's... There is, listen, there is tweaks to be had at both squads But I think at this moment in time Celtic have still got the stronger squad But, um, you know, Rangers are, are fighting hard And, and trying to maintain that uh, consistency And that'll be the test for the second half of the season I was going to get Andy's thoughts on the Rangers team tonight He's disappeared We'll, we'll do it in the company of you two um, I mean, the obvious one from the weekend was All eyes were on Kyle Lafferty mm. What could he do in the absence of the suspended Alfredo Morelos? Um, so, I mean, that, that area of the pitch should be a bit clearer this evening You would imagine? Yeah, I think Mark was saying that um, you know that he thought maybe uh, Lafferty played well at the the weekend, but um, I, I I always just saw the highlights and he had a, he had a couple of good chances he scored. Keep had a fantastic save in the second half, a wonder mm. save from him. Yeah. He hit the inside of the post, was a real sitter. I suppose from that perspective, you might think, well, he's in the right areas, and you could see him linking up the play, getting mm-hmm. away, getting into the between the sticks. So I think he's been told, listen, that's where we want you. So I think he he, he looked as if he played not bad generally. But I just think if Morelos, if, if he's going to stick with the one up top, and then it'll be Morelos all day long. That seems like a, a bit of a no-brainer at the moment. Yeah, I would, I would go for uh, Morelos. Lafferty certainly put in a shift, but it, there wasn't a lot coming coming off from him. And then, you know, in the last kind of 20 minutes, because when you're that second goal, you could feel the fans getting a wee bit frustrated with him. One or two things bounced off him, you know, and things like that. So um, I think he needs... A couple of goals to turn that around. I think I said the stats before. 
the game started Gordon was at six starts and only four goals or something like that and really I th- well certainly I was expecting a lot more from Kyle Alex. I thought when that Rangers got him, bad Matt Six starts, four goals. Well, I'm probably thinking about actually the, the, the lack of starts. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Lack, well, no, that's so, decent. So, 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 in terms of his his overall contribution, <laughs> I thought it would have been a lot more. I thought he'd have been a big player for Rangers, um, and it may well come the second half of the season. But I think he's got he's got a bit to go. It's a one four one nine five one one zero two five. Still some way away from getting the team news. So if you've got any thoughts, then do share them. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Ken is in Canvas Lang. Uh, Ken's a Celtic fan. What are you thinking ahead of tonight, Ken? Uh, I was thinking, well, start Mikey Johnson. Um, Mikey Johnson to me was more effective when he came on for that short period against Sebastian Odson Edward was. And uh, also, if Motherwell go for the diamond midfield that works for Salzburg and Hibs, uh, hopefully Brendan Rodgers will change to adapt it this time, which he didn't do against Hibs, because it seemed to work when he changed it against uh, Salzburg. What do you think? Jim Duffy, yeah. if you were to look for, and I know there, there perhaps weren't many positives for, for Celtic mm-hmm. at the weekend, was Mikey Johnson one of them? Yeah, when he was he was positive, and the thing about any young player when you come on, you want him to to try and make an impact. And and he, listen, he's traditionally a winger. He played as a centre forward, um, you know, against Hibs when he came on. But he was trying to get in behind. He was trying to stretch defences. When he got it, he was getting at them. He certainly was a lot livelier than Edward. There was no doubt about that. He was just completely out of sorts. And for me, when you're you know, again, no matter what team you're up, you have to mix your game up. But he just always kept coming to the ball. He never once looked to go beyond the defenders, and I think that made it relatively easy for the, the Hibs defence because you always had the players in front. You never did like Christie sometimes making that running behind or even McGregor. So whereas Mikey Johnson was was a different proposition, and uh, you know although he wasn't you know he didn't have too many opportunities, he certainly livened the game up. So it'll be interesting to see what Brendan Rodgers does. Um, tonight with his team because you know I mean I've seen the guys in the, the newspapers today guys saying oh, Edward will come good and he'll he'll find his form but he does look a bit off the pace just now and sometimes you have to take them out the firing line just to give him a breather Ken you want to come back in? Uh, no I mean who would you who would you leave out to start Mikey Johnson I would still play Edward but with Mikey Johnson behind him and leave out Scott Sinclair mm. Yeah, I mean Scott. I mean Scott Sinclair. I felt sorry for Scott Sinclair at the weekend. Ken, I have to say that he played as a right wing back. Never in his life is is Scott Sinclair a right wing back. So he tried something. It didn't work. So so I think if you're going to play with wingers tonight, then you either play with Mikey Johnson or you play with Scott Sinclair. That's the manager's choice. But if he's going to play with wing backs. Neither would play in that position. And this Scott Brown thing just won't, it won't go away, Mark. It's not that yeah. we are meaning to keep talking about it, but no. you kind of have to because until such times as he comes back into the team and they play well, win well, put on a convincing performance, that's the only way that you're going to put this to bed. That then that that's simply not happened since he came back. No, no, and I'm not so, saying that's his fault, by the no, way, but that's no. just a fact. Well, listen, Cal McGregor's been in outstanding form, so you know I, th- I can totally understand why Brendan Rodgers, you know, has had doubts about starting Scott Brown. What I would say, Gordon, bigger picture, um, is that I think it would be almost a catastrophic mistake by Celtic if they don't keep Scott Brown, and uh, I, d- I don't know if the boy wants to go away and try something different, and, and his mind's made up, but if he's humming and hawing then, you know, for me, it's a no-brainer. You keep Scott Brown, and I think if Celtic let him go, um, it'll, be a, it'll be a mistake that they, that they could live to regret over the next couple of years because he is a winner, he's a captain, he knows what it's all about. He just brings 
everything he's a full package he ticks every box and for me it'd be a massive gamble not to get him signed up now the problem might be that Brendan Rodgers might be very honest with Scott Brown and say Scott over the next two years <clears throat> if I'm still here whatever you know you ain't going to start every game you're not going to play 80 or 90 games and that might frustrate Scott Brown I think Brendan Rodgers might be a similar conversation with Stephen Gerrard five six years ago and he went to America he was honest with him but I still think the bigger picture providing that Scott Brown wants to stay and it's not an urge on his part just to leave and try something different then Celtic need to keep Scott Brown and granted Jim the picture changed due to the injury suffered by Ryan Christie but if, if you look recently so Scott Brown um, he, he was left out of the cup final everyone yeah. that was the big one everyone was looking at he then came back in for the Motherwell game then back out for the Kilmarnock game stayed out for the Salzburg game Came on at half time Back in for the Hibs game It really has been that Chopping and changing Since he came back yeah. Does he stay in tonight? Yeah I mean I, I think he should stay in I think that he's one of those players And you listen See if you've been out For a couple of months injured As much as you can train With the staff The fitness coaches The physios You can get in and train You need games And sometimes Even the best players Need maybe three three games Under their belt Just to get back Into the swing it again Just to get that If you want to call it Game legs Game mentality Call it what you like And you can see He was still a bit off the beat I mean, Don't get me wrong The boy Daryl Horgan Pretty much man mapped him He was certainly in that area The whole game tactically And didn't give him Too much space um, To play in uh, And I think again Teams will do that They've done it with Callum McGregor recently They're looking at Scott Brown They're trying to find a way To stop Celtic But Scott Brown, as Mark said, he's influenced around the club. He goes to the reserves um, with, with the coaching staff there. He's on the bench. He's in the dressing room. Um, I think there's a, there's a coaching role there for him. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But it's how much he believes that he can still play, in, in, as you call it, the number one midfielder. Mm. If he thinks, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm marrying both in terms of being a coach or learning my coaching skills and still playing at a certain amount of games I'm happy with that then fine if he still feels a bit like Kenny Miller done when he was leaving Kenny Miller still felt it Rangers he should have been the number one striker so sometimes if you're fit enough and healthy enough and you believe you're good enough then you want to keep playing OK we're going to hear from Brendan Rodgers and Stephen Gerrard Motherwell fans let's hear from you don't be shy on your way to the game perhaps at Celtic Park can you cause an upset this evening 0141 951 1025 uh, before we get to that though it's the 20k of Christmas on Clyde One With Keystore Time is running out for you to win a life-changing amount of money just before Christmas We have got £20,000 for you And it could not be simpler to win All you have to do is text the word YES to 61025 That's YES to 61025 You've got less than two days left So why not just do it right now Pick up your phone and text yes to 61025 And you could have £20,000 paid into your bank Before the weekend When the lines close 9am Friday morning Talk about timing 20 grand just before Christmas Now you can only enter If you live in Glasgow and the West So for example you need a GML FK, PA or KA in your postcode You also must be over 18 The text costs £2 T's and C's and online entry Are at Clyde1.com Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. It is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi who join me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB, so give us a call uh, or send us a tweet. You can actually do both. That's the beauty of this multimedia age we live in. Because Andy, the first caller, remember he was on and he said he didn't think there was much difference in the squad oh, strength yeah. between yeah. Rangers and Celtic. Uh, he's tweeted already. He says, sorry I got cut. 
cut off But I disagree with Mark and Jim The Celtic first team's the best But the rest of their squad isn't better than Rangers And I think between the two full squads There's not a big difference I'd stay with Lafferty tonight And Morelos as a sub Too risky he says That would be quite something wouldn't it Uh, And Boyce is also on He says Mark Scott Brown doesn't tick all the boxes He's too slow And because of that he's not as forward thinking as he once was So his lack of tempo slows everything down Even if that Agree or disagree Quite incredible That we're even in a situation That we get these comments A couple of months after He cleaned up The the player of the year awards It just shows you how Quickly things change in football Well to be honest I voted from player of the year Last year I also voted from the previous year I think when Scott Sinclair Swept the balls But I think the level of consistency That Scott Brown showed Over two years And probably up until September, October um, Of of this year When you think of maybe 80, 90 games It was absolutely Outstanding Considering that People thought he might have been finished three years ago under Ronnie Ryla. You know, and even then he maybe said his levels of professionalism maybe dropped and injuries and stuff like that. So he was due a dip, Gordon. And about you know, he's no twenty nine anymore. What is he, thirty three or whatever he is? So but that experience, that know how, that presence in a dressing room, particularly okay, let's say Celtic do win the league this year and you're going for nine and you speak to any Rangers player that lived through nine in a row more than twenty years ago and they'll talk to you about the pressure. And the hardest bit isn't in the 90 minutes on the Saturday It's everything else that, that, that comes round about it And Scott Brown knows how to handle that So what I'm saying is Yeah, his contribution on the part I don't think will be as great Over the next two years as it's been the previous two years But that said I think it would be enormous An enormous error in the part of Celtic If they don't keep him 01419511025 That's the number you need Get in touch right now Let us know what you think of the games tonight Who's going to win Who should play um, what about the bigger picture of that league table as well? Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard, the head of that trip to Easter Road. It's always about mentality, um, whatever position you are in the league. Um, I think consistency is the the key word we're looking for. You know, can we find consistency in our game and and try and finish um, you know the first half of the season off strong? You know, there's four fixtures to go and we want to try and take as many points as we can. But it's important that we we really focus on Hibernian. Um, they're a good team that deserve respect and. Um, you know, as I say, we're going to be playing against a very confident Hibernian team, so it's very important we defend well. Last time we were top of the league, it wasn't the uh, reaction I wanted. You know, we lost to Aberdeen at home, and then a really um, disappointing result for us at Dundee. So we've managed to recover from that and regain top spot by by beating Hamilton. We won one 0 and got a clean sheet, but we should have won the game a lot more comfortable than we did. Um, tomorrow will be a different type of game. I think it'll be a lot more open and a lot more attacking. Is that a fair assessment? You saw Hibs and the way they, they flew out at Celtic right yeah. from the off, Jim Duffy. I, I guess it's a case of at least trying to do the same tonight. Yeah, well, if you get a goal in under a minute, you know, yeah, you it tends you, to help you. you, you, you well, but the thing is, I know you, you've set your intentions, your, your players have followed uh, your instructions because I've obviously been told the first thing we want to do is get after Celtic. He didn't anticipate scoring a goal in the first 45 seconds, but the, the fact is they were on the front foot right from kickoff. And they'll be trying to do a similar sort of job tonight against Rangers if they can manage to pin Rangers back, put them under a bit of pressure. Uh, terrific atmosphere at Easter Road and then see what Rangers are made of. But the one thing that does do, as Stephen Gerrard has just stated there, is it makes the game a bit more open. Hamilton would do, you know, most of the players behind the ball for the majority of the game, made it difficult having a great goalkeeping display, um, you know, which kept them in the game. Uh, and a few chances missed by Rangers as well. Hibs, I think, will be taking the game to Rangers whenever they get the opportunity. So I think it'll be a more of a uh, an even game in terms of 
maybe 50-50 in terms of possession in terms of you know teams you know getting at each other whenever they get the chance so I, I mean listen Hibs had a clean sheet at the weekend but you know Rangers having a, enough clean sheets they had a clean sheet at the weekend but I do not see this game being nil-nil I hope I'm not throwing a, a span in the works by saying that but I genuinely think there'll be goals in three for both teams if we go from 5-5 to 0-0 nil, nil, mm. I'm going to be severely disappointed <laughs> <Yeah>. Mark Weedy <laughs> no I, I don't think there's any chance of 0-0 nil, nil. I think both teams will score mm. tonight I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 2-2 two, two goal uh, John's a Rangers fan in Canvas Lang what do you make of the game tonight John? Uh, yeah, I don't know I don't know so much guys um, I'm not as optimistic as uh, most other Rangers fans to be honest Um but the point I want to make to the panel is, currently, I don't believe the Rangers team there is good enough to go the whole season and win the league. But I do think we're in a great position in the league for this time of year. So what the point I want to make to the panel is, if Dave King is serious about beating Celtic and winning the league, should he throw everything he's got at the team in the January transfer window? to give us the best chance of winning the league in the second half. And I mean, everything he's got, is it, if you go next year, and we might not be in this position next year, I think it's a good position we're in. I don't think we're good enough to see it to the end. Uh, the problem would be, Mark Weedy, what exactly does that mean through everything? We know yeah. Rangers' financial situation, what, 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 what does that mean through everything at it? Does that mean well, continue to rack up losses? Well, exactly, you know, that, that's, <laughs> what is the definition of throwing everything at it? And who's to say he's not ready Already thrown everything at it, everything that he has, and the, the loans from various other uh, people on the board and different things. You know, it may well be. And I noticed, I, I thought it was quite an interesting insight from Stephen Gerrard. It was almost as if A, he's either trying to put pressure on the board, or B, he's been told the situation and he's trying to prepare the Rangers supporters for what's coming in January. And that might be not a lot because they're hamstrung with wages of players that are not contributing. You're talking about your Pena the, and your Herrera, Herrera 50 yeah. grand a week or, or whatever it is. The 50 grand a week. Gets you a right good number nine or a right good player at the heart of the team if you're talking about wages, but there might not be anything there. So it could well be that, for example, you know, and you know how busy agents are and stuff like that. If agents are given an odd, go and test the market, go and see how much you can get for us for Morelos, go and see how much you can get for us for Tavernier. I think we may be able to cope without Tavernier. We could slot John Flanagan in there or whatever. And somebody comes back and says, We'll give you six million for Tavernier, or we'll give you nine million for Morelos. And Stephen Gerrard saying, Well, I've got next to nothing from the board. They've, they've thrown everything at it as much as they can, and they can't jeopardise the future of the club when they say a one transfer window. So we'll sell Tavernier or we'll sell Morelos, and I'll take the money and I'll go and bring in two or three that I need that I think is better to get his over the line higher. Or he might just say, "No, I'm not selling anybody, and I'll just need to drain every last ounce I've got out of the boys that are with me." For me, in terms of the team, yeah, they need to bring in another number nine. But to be a title winning team. And whatever happens over the next three or four games, they're going to be in a strong position come the window, get into the window. For me, they need a top-draw central midfielder. Much, much better than what they've already got. I don't think they have a title-winning central midfielder in that in that team. Where they get it for how much it costs, Gordon, yep, that's another question. But that's where your Matt Allen has to go and earn his salt and go and produce the goods and find somebody. Thanks to John and Cambus Lang. I'm going to leave it there because we do have a starting eleven from Celtic Park, Alison. Yeah, it's just one change for Celtic from the weekend. Anthony Ralston comes in in place of Christopher Iyer. So it will be Gordon and Goal 
A back four of Ralston, Simonovic, Benkovic and Izagiri in front of them would be Brown and Cham. Then it'll be Forrest, McGregor and Sinclair with Edward up front. On the bench for Celtic, Bain, Gamboa, Hayes, Morgan, Malumbo, Ayer and Johnson. Uh, there we are, so just the one change, is that, does that surprise you or, or not? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, was Tierney not just rested. I, f- I was led to believe he's rested. So I mean, again, if he's rested again, then fair enough. You know what I mean? But I thought that it was just a uh, taking him out and just giving him a little breather. But he's a Gary staying in, which you know, obviously, had a very poor game at the weekend as well. I know again playing as a wing back, but uh, Ralston coming in, I think, uh, is good. I think that that's that's he, he is a natural right back. So therefore, I think it gives him back to that back four. Um, Brown, as I said, I thought he would stay in anyway. Um, but they have to be uh, more productive um, in all areas of the pitch. They have to be better defensively, more creative in midfield, and more of a threat, as I said, and, and a lot livelier as well. But the guys are all back in their natural positions. God, now so you see, you see James Forrest back in the right, Sinclair back in the left. You know, I mean, as I said, and then as a, a normal back four. Mm. I mean, Mark Weedy, we, we put the point on Twitter after Jim Duffy spoke about Mikey Johnson, Celtic fans. Would you like to see him start? Most of them said yes. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, that's not the case tonight, though. No, I mean, I, I take it that obviously Edward is a number one striker mm-hmm. at the club, and you know maybe Brendan Rodgers thinking as well. You know, give him an hour of the night. Hopefully, the game one he'll get a couple of goals, lift his confidence. The guy might be feeling a bit flat. Also, think too that he needs help. You know, if Edward was Scottish, Gordon, we'd be saying, "Oh, he's only twenty. You know, he's played mm-hmm. twenty five games already. He's carried the weight of the front line on his shoulders most of the season because Dembele was sold and." And Griffiths more often than not has they been available for various reasons. So I think you have got to remember, yeah, he cost nine million quid, but he's still a kid. And at, at a certain point in the season, a couple of times, he'll hit a dip in form and he'll lose a bit of confidence and he'll miss a couple of sitters. And I think that's what's happening just mm. now. But obviously Brendan Rodgers decided throw him in and hopefully he can get a goal or two and get him right in the mood for the for the next ten days coming up. Alec is a Celtic fan on the line. What did you make of the team tonight, Alec? Alex at the game Alec are you with us? Sorry are you with us Alec? What do you make of the team tonight? Uh, it gives the team a bit of balance uh, With the back four uh, Right back, left back You know Whatever we done on Sunday It just didn't work And Fair play to Hibs Celtic Didn't turn up Hibs Threw everything at it uh, We've got Motherwell and Dundee Before we go to Petaudry And then Ibrooks. Uh, Jim was talking about Tierney. Tierney's got a, an injury. Right. Uh, Brendan was talking about it last week, so that's why Cairn's not playing. Well, injury list has been horrendous since the start of the season, but we keep saying we're the team with a big squad, this, that, and the next thing. So, regards to Edward as well, when Edward came in last year, he was like the third choice striker. Then all of a sudden, He's got the full weight of the club upon his shoulders because there is nobody else. So uh, I think that the fans and everybody else maybe just need to give the boy because that's all he is, a wee bit of a break. And, you know, let's not forget when we were at Ibrox last year, they came on, 10 men, and they put it in the corner. So the boys go to it. But I've no fears, no worries whatsoever that come the end of the season, Celtic will win the league because that's what it's there. It's not about being capped the new or whatever. It's it's the end of the season. We've got the league cup in the bag. Last we're into the last thirty two of the Europa League. Treble treble still on. So, you know, it's no it's not a doom and gloom, you know what I mean? I don't I don't think uh, people do think it's doom and gloom, uh, Alex. I just think that the standards that have been there for the last couple of years 
in particular, you know, are not you know, they're not playing quite at the same level. And yeah, there could be reasons for that. Injuries can play a part. Losing players, um, you like them barely at the last minute. You know, not not strengthening obviously is another thing that Celtic didn't do. And Brendan Rodgers was unhappy with that in the summer because it's not just the fact that you're bringing in players; it's the fact that the competition within the squad rises, and that the level of performance rises. If you're maybe looking over your shoulder and you're seeing a few young boys like Mikey Johnson, like Anthony Ralston, these kind of boys, you've maybe not get the same, not not deliberately, but you've maybe not get the same competition at the back of your mind. But if you're bringing in maybe international players or top-class players, then you know that if your standards drop, you might not get back in that team again. So I think there's been, there's been a few reasons, but... Celtic are still, you know, um, you know, as you mentioned there, they've got two two home games against Motherwell and Dundee uh, within a short period of time. If they take six points from that, then again, uh, you know, they, they throw the gauntlet down to, to the rest of the, the, the challenging clubs. We've already given you Celtic starting 11. We're going to tell you the Motherwell starting 11 and the teams from Easter Road after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Two fantastic fixtures for you tonight. What is not to love? Easter Road for Hibs against Rangers and Celtic Park for Celtic against Motherwell. Let's bring you right up to speed with all the team news. Callum Clark uh, should have something for us from Easter Road. I do indeed, Gordon. It's two changes tonight for Steven Gerrard's Rangers side. Income Alfredo Morelos and Kula Bali going out. Kyle Lafferty and Ross McCrory, they both drop to the bench. So for Rangers, it's McGregor in goals, a back four of Tavernier, Golton, McCauley and Barisic. And in the field is Kula Bali, Arfield and Jack with a front three of Candeas, Grecia and Morelos and Hibs. Well, no surprise, really unchanged from their 2-0 win over Celtic. Vikinta Slivka, of course, he scored in the opening minute, went off injured, but he is fit to start tonight. So same starting 11 for Neil Lennon's men. Uh, there we go What about that Mark Guidi Jim Duffy Very quickly Surprised or not I guess it was, You could certainly Call some of those changes I'm a wee bit surprised Grezda stayed in mm-hmm. Because Just listen to the guys Alec and that It was a game And you know They've maybe thought He hasn't maybe contributed And I think Going away to Easter Road Is is a real tough gig for him So You know uh, the you know uh, Again Will the Hibs play the same system With a diamond in the middle of the pitch I'm not so sure Because Rangers play with the two wide guys um, so you know they they may they may tweak that as well and just go to a straight flat four. So that that's that's the one that surprised me a lot. But I'm not surprised mm. that Marielle's coming back in. Obviously McCrory changing for Kula Bali again. He's maybe just looking to fresh up and get a little bit more legs in the midfield. Uh, I, you know I know McCrory's young, but I'm just talking yeah. energy. Uh, Alison Conroy, you've already given us the Celtic team. Give us a full rundown then uh, with the Motherwell team included. Well, for Celtic, it's just that one change. It's Craig Gordon and Gola back for Ralston, Simonovic, Benkovic and Izagiri. Brown and Cham in front of them. Then it'll be Forrest, McGregor and Sinclair with Edward up top. On the bench for Celtic, Bain, Gamboa, Hayes, Morgan, Malumbo, Ayer and Johnson. It's five changes for Motherwell tonight from that one at St. Johnson at the weekend. Gillespie in goal, a back three of Aldred, McHugh and Dunn. In the midfield, Grimshaw, Biggeramana, Rose, Gorin and Tate. Up top, it will be Salmon and Bowman. On the bench for Motherwell tonight, Ferguson, Taylor Sinclair, Campbell, Main, Malubu, Johnson and Turnbull. Uh, Jim Duffy, it's a good job I'm not an old cynic. If you <laughs> are... Keeping an eye on Motherwell's team over the last couple of weeks And they win at the weekend mm-hmm. And then make five changes to go to Celtic mm-hmm. Park um, Could you be forgiven for having a wee inkling That Stephen Robinson's 
Saving his main men for a, a game where he thinks he's got more of a chance. Yeah, possibly. You know, I mean, it's. A, I mean, don't get me wrong. You can be tactically thinking, right? Okay, this is this is the right players to play because it's a different type of game, and you have to be brave sometimes. A manager make a big call, and he has made a big call with so many changes tonight in the back of that that victory at the weekend. But you might think, well, listen, you know, three games in seven days. Um, you know, away from home against St John's, away from home. I need to change it. I need to freshen up. He looks at his players on a daily basis. They might just have looked as if the the, the spark's missing, and he's freshened up. So, you know, the the, the proof is in in the performance, and uh, you know that that will de- determine that tonight. But and with you, Gordon, I think I think uh, the, the likes of uh, the the players that played against the Johnson are more likely to come back in for the weekend's fixture. I mean, Mark Greedy, Connor Salmon, for instance, he did lead the line against Celtic at Fir Park a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's only played one minute since, but he's back in. Tonight, so perhaps Stephen Robinson saw something that night, which he, you know he thinks he can try and replicate. Yeah, if he thinks you no, know, he, he can unsettle Celtic. He, you know, he's got plenty of running in him. There's maybe also you know because of his height and physique, defending set piece as well. Albeit Mains as good as anybody, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the air and in, in his presence. But it strikes me, Gordon, that he's almost thinking. With the greatest respect, he's writing this one off. If they can nick something like they did a couple of weeks ago, then great. But I think he sees. Saturday has been the, the most important game and the best chance to put his strongest team out make sure no injuries tonight nothing daft to make sure that they're there to try and get three points this weekend and of course perhaps a final appearance or one of them for Andy Rose as he prepares to head stateside right well, you've got all the team news so what do you make of it who would you have changed are you happy with what you've heard 01419511025 uh, Gary's in Knightswood as a Rangers fan Gary what do you make of the team you've got out this evening? The team you used to what are you doing? Uh, I, I, I think, to be honest with you, it's, it's no bad. Um, I think, getting into most games, especially just before the turn of the year, I think there's always a massive apprehension. But to be honest with you, we're at the top of the league just now. Um, and, and before we've even been put back down to second or third, we're already talking about the fact that we might not even stay there. I just don't think there's much confidence coming across the board at all. Um, obviously, losing the wee man back to Liverpool, he was unhappy. Um, I think that there's, there's, there's a lot better players in the team. Halliday's not even getting a start, to be honest with you. The big, the big bang song and dance about Tell Lafferty, getting Tell Lafferty back, and then he's not even getting a start. I just think that there's, there's just a ma- massive amount of negativity across the board before, the, before there's even the, the, the turn of the year. Um, where I personally think is the most important part of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, I think it's up to the fans. <laughs> I mean, we can only reflect, uh, you know, what you know people are phoning in, they're tweeting, uh, and what, what the fans, some of the fans are thinking that you know, obviously they're delighted that Rangers are at the top of the league. Of course they are, but they, they they think that they need investment in the summer to try and do that, and it's a case of whether that investment's there. As I said, for me, I would have probably just made the one in terms of. Uh, Lafferty starting tonight on the left and see the great, but simply because one, he's an ex Hearts player, you know, which uh, you know, he's playing against Hibs, yeah, and he's got, he's got a good knack of scoring goals in these type of, type of games, big games, coming off the wide area. Um, you know, I think he's a real threat, and uh, you know, again, it just gives a little bit more firepower to that Rangers attack. Um, if you've got Morelis as well, so and, and he's, he's good at defending set pieces as well, as, as and a threat in, a, in, in the box, so. Uh, that that would have been the one I would have looked at, but you know Stephen Gerrard is obviously he, he only normally plays the one out and out striker with two natural white guys, and that's that he's went back to his tried and tested formula. Yeah, nah, I understand that, but but, but the point I'm trying to make is we tell Lafferty mm. after we got him back, we've not really gave him a chance. I mean, there's, mm. there's, obviously there was a talk about him getting bedded back in, but he's already been there and done that. You know, 
So the, the, the point is that the, you, you can't bring a, a player of that calibre back into the squad and then just leave him to sort of loiter on the bench. It makes sense. I think he should plenty of chances, Gary. And what you've what, what, what I always say about players that don't play, they're not playing for a reason. And it must be that he's not showing up in training, that he's not producing the goods day in, day out. Because I'm sure, see if he was, and I was here on Sunday, I don't know if you were at Ibrox against Hamilton. But I mean, he tried, you could see he was putting the effort in, but, but a lot didn't happen for him. You know, whatever it was, it but just wasn't working for him. I mean, Morelos yeah, has, has been sensational yeah, since the start. That's, 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 the, point of, that's the point I was just going to get to, Jim, you know. is the fact that I'm sure at times Stephen Gerrard would have wanted to bring Morelos off earlier or not play him in certain games at all if he thought it was a proper backup. And for me, I can only take mm. it that Kyle Lafferty hasn't been showing what he should have been and, showing. As you say, Jim, credit mm. does obviously go to Morelos because mm. when this signing was made, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that long ago, on this show, that, that was a discussion point. It was, you know, who's going to be the number one striker? Yeah. And mm. can Lafferty oust Morelos from the team? But a, a combination of Morelos's form and perhaps a bit of Lafferty not taking his chances, that's not really a debate anymore. No, but we, we spoke earlier on about competition of places. If you look out over your shoulder and you see a top class player there, you think I need to keep my standards high. And Morelos is when when Lafferty's come in at first, I think probably his best period in a Rangers jersey because mm. I think he thought, wait a minute, there is a a threat here. And then you know that that threat maybe hasn't materialised quite what the Rangers fans hoped for. But I still feel that. He can play in a different role. You know, I think, you know, Brent, uh, sorry, um, Stephen Gerrard only plays one similar to what Brendan Rodgers done over the last few years. Last week, we mentioned that Edward was the third choice and uh, with Griffiths. Many times we had callers on this programme asking for two strikers mm-hmm. for Celtic. And now Rangers only play with one striker. So there's only room for one. And it has to be the best. The best at this moment is Morelis. But I think that Lafferty can play in the left in a 4 3 3. And I think he would contribute well there. He works hard. He's a threat going forward. I just think he would give Rangers more ammunition playing in that role. Uh, Mark Goody, when we heard the, the Celtic team from Alison Conroy, naturally Anthony Ralston coming in brings a bit of balance as a, a, a recognised right back. It's his first appearance of the season. Um, Celtic play a lot of football. You don't need me to tell you that. Between the qualifiers, then getting through to the group stages, going the distance in the League Cup and so on. What do you read into that? That he's not had a single appearance this season. Oh, well, uh, again, un- unfortunately, for the kid, stuff, yeah, he's he's just um, you know he, he's not been up to it, you know. And if, if he's not improved over the past year, fifteen months, I don't know the loan spell at Dundee United, but uh, you know, you would have to surmise that I didn't think he was ever going to oust Lustig on a permanent basis. But I thought he might have shifted himself into the number two spot. The, the first choice yeah, reserve, I, if you I like, Gamboa. and Gamboa, Gamboa seems to have nicked that from him. This season But it's an opportunity For the boy tonight Whether he thinks It's going to happen Long term at Celtic or not I don't know I doubt that it probably is um, But he has got the comfort Of a, a long term contract That they gave him A year or so ago And if not It's a chance to put himself in At the perfect time Two or three weeks ahead Of the window opening To go to go elsewhere yeah, It wasn't that That seemed that long ago That played against Neymar Yeah You know And everyone was You know Raving that this kid Could, could really be You know The next big thing And obviously Tierney On the left hand side And you've got two boys Coming through the ranks I think he has got real potential. I think he's a full-back that suits the way Celtic play. He can, he's really good going forward. He's got good pace about him. He can cover the ground. Uh, I'm a little bit sad. I know he had an injury. And obviously, again, it's a, a, lot of, a lot of situations with younger players is about timing. You know, if you're injured and, a, and, a, and an opening becomes available to you, you miss out on that chance. Yeah. And, that, and you can get a little bit deflated with that as well. Psychologically, you can get a little bit down on that thinking... I've missed my chance I'm injured So he was injured For a little spell And I think that That definitely Has, a, has an impact 
And he's having to force his ways As Mark says Past maybe even three fullbacks In the sense that you've got Lustig Gamboa And then Ayer played there So mm. he's having to fight his way through He's got an opportunity tonight And like any young players When you get those opportunities You've got to take them uh, We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB John says Strong team If Izaguiri sticks to his position And Sinclair plays his normal position It could be a good game uh, And three points for the champions Montana says A physical game This is at Easter Road Need to move the ball quickly Keep shape and discipline Not a done deal Come on Rangers uh, And Stuart K From a Muddle perspective He says Sensible squad rotation Saturday is a far more important game Agree with that? Well, yeah. Do you agree with Gordon Sensible squad rotation Do you think that's the way That uh, you know, Motherwell fans will see it Or do you think That they will think Wait a minute This is a, this is us Kind of gifting the game To Celtic I'm just interested Having seen Anthony Ralston Tackle Neymar Can he handle Richard Tate That has to be the yeah, next step Doesn't it That's the big question uh, Don't forget In the second hour Of tonight's show We are going to hear From Michael Owen He's going to join us On the phone Looking ahead to his time Playing in Glasgow At the Star Sixes Reflecting on the last time He played in Glasgow And talking to us About Stephen Gerrard As well But first let's do this Beat the pundit With goals In the Scottish Sun The SPFL And EPL Latest Every Monday Wednesday And Saturday Beat the pundit time If you fancy it tonight Give us a call 0141 951 1025 You could be taking on Mark Guidi Or Jim Duffy You have to do it quick though Because you only have Until the news At 7 o'clock If you want to play tonight Beat the pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation You deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're building up to Hibs against Rangers And Celtic against Motherwell Let's hear from you Hibs and Motherwell fans What do you make Of your chances tonight What do you make Of the team That your manager Has picked and how will the league table look at the end of all? Remember, later this hour, we're going to be speaking on the phone to Michael Owen. We're going to talk to him about playing in Glasgow in the Star Sixes next month and look back on some of his experiences uh, at playing up here as well. Before we do that, though... Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Yes, it is beat the pundit time. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are both standing by. One of them is going to be taking on Craig from Paisley. How are you tonight, Craig? I'm not too bad. Uh, Craig, now, I'm going to ask you, it's one of those questions I'm going to ask you that if the answer is yes, it's like, oh, great, well remembered. And if the answer is no, I'm just going to look a bit daft. Are you the same Craig who played the bagpipes outside Ibrooks for us, raised money for indeed. cash for kids? I am indeed. There we go, yep. I recognise the name. That was well remembered That's one of those That just falls flat in its face Doesn't it If he goes <laughs> No No Sorry mate No idea what you're on about Anyway well done to Craig uh, Yeah Craig got his Cash for Kids t-shirt on recently Stood outside Ibrooks, uh Played a few tunes And raised some money So thanks Craig Well done to you Thank you very The big question is Can you follow up With a win on Beat the Pundit Hedge you're going to be up against Mark Guidi And Tails You will be up against Jim Duffy And it is Tails Jim Duffy Up against Craig from Paisley So let me give Jim A bit of the old Clyde 2 in his ear So that he doesn't know What you're saying Craig And we'll get your clock Up and running You've got 30 seconds You're going head to head You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? Yep Oh where's my clock It's not working There we go Mark Ogren Has bought a controlling stake In which Scottish club? Dundee United uh, What league did Bucky Thistle play in? Uh, the Highland. Sam Cosgrove and which other player scored a double for Aberdeen last night? Pass. Which Scottish professional club is the only club to have lost just one game this season in the league? Oh, 
Peterhead Which Scottish League 1 team Did Kenny Miller Go on loan to In 98 While at Hibs <clears throat> Oh Take a guess Which current League 1 side Is Party Thistle Right okay <laughs> uh, Let me bring Jim Jim Duffy back You with us Jim Yep right, Party favourite Come on Eileen Oh Bellamy. fantastic I'm sure you'll hear that right. on tonight Gordon uh, We'll see about that Same <laughs> set of questions to you Yes Yep Mark Ogren Has bought a controlling stake In which Scottish club What league do Bucky Thistle play Highland in? League Sam Cosgrove And which other player Scored a double for Aberdeen Andy Last Considine. night at which professional Scottish club is the only club to have lost just one league game so far this season? I'll go for a broth. At which current League One side did Kenny Miller go on loan to in '98 while at Hibs? Uh, league One side, uh, Stensmuir. And which former Scottish international has been announced as Cambridge United manager? Uh, I've not got a clue. Oh, How do you think that went, Craig? Do you know what, it's funny how the questions must be a bit longer tonight Either that or I was really slow But we didn't get through as many um, as we usually do But let's but go both. through and, and find out, yeah perhaps uh, Mark Ogren's bought a controlling stake in which Scottish club? It is Dundee United, well done, you both got it right Great start, Highland League is where Bucky Thistle play in Two all after two questions Craig's kicking himself because he, he, he knew it eventually But it was Andy Considine the other player who scored a double for Aberdeen last night What a result that was uh, So Jim Duffy goes into a 3-2 lead This will be the big long question Which caused us all the problems mm-hmm. Which professional club is the only one in Scotland To have lost just one league game this season? I thought it was either United or Arbroath So I went for Arbroath Arbroath are undefeated Edinburgh. It's Inverness Cali oh, so, draws, so many draws but yeah. they've only lost mm-hmm. once uh, Which League One side did Kenny Miller go on loan to Whilst with Hibs in 98 It was Stenhouse yeah, Muir yeah, so I, I was just a total just a guess, you're right Because Partick Thistle aren't even in League One But I could, uh, I sympathise with you When the pressure's on um, Which former Scotland international has been announced as Cambridge manager? Do you know that one, Mark Weedy? Oh, no, it's no. Colin Calderwood Oh, big Colin yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there we go Not a bad start at all, Craig You got two, but Jim Duffy He finished strongly And he got a four Hard lines to you Ah, well Well, listen, Craig Well done for the Playing the bagpipes And for cash for kids And have a good Christmas Good man The season well done, of goodwill Craig. from Jim Duffy I like that, he's that, that's that's the way you should gentleman, win Graciously Magnanimous DL and Wilson Punch the air Run around the <laughs> studio yeah, I, wonder, I wonder what kind of Nick they two are in there now mm. Are they punching the air Running about <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're doing just now Running about a pub <laughs> Yeah it is the It is the Clyde <laughs> One Christmas party tonight um, And I know there's a school of thought That you've always got a good chance Of beat the pundit On a Thursday night When it's Wilson and DL <laughs> Give it a go tomorrow night <laughs> That's all I'm going to say uh, We'll be back at the same time Right come on you Motherwell fans And Hibs fans We've not heard from you I want to get your take on tonight's games It's four teams involved of course Most of the focus so far has been from the Celtic and Rangers perspective Let's hear what you make of your team's chances tonight What about Stephen Robinson then Going to Celtic Park this evening I know we'll, we'll be organised and we'll be disciplined And I think our view has to be is Try not to get beat Make sure we don't get beat Make sure you stay in the game as long as you possibly can And you know you get chances you know, Seen on Saturday um, Sunday sorry With Hibs you know they created a lot of chances I think we had you know quite a few half chances When we played against them And we're dangerous from set plays So we'll we'll look to, to try and stay in the game As long as we possibly can And, and hopefully next time on the other end Does that was that all reflected in his team selection then? That we, we brought you the team earlier on, you know, lots of changes. Main and Johnson, the, the two informed strikers dropping out and, and Salmon coming in. Is that reflected in, in what Stephen Robinson says that his main focus is actually just to try and hang in there? 
Yeah, well, he said that, you know, try and defend well, and then he said they're dangerous at set, at set plays. So you've got Bowman and Salmon, who are two big, powerful, and then ally that to your centre backs, maybe your midfield as well. So therefore, yeah, I mean, they'll they load the box. They, they might not get too many opportunities, but you can be rest assured if they've got a free kick 35 yards out or anything in that, within that area. That box is getting in the mixer And it's up to Celtic to be strong enough to go and defend against it But you have to get up that far against Celtic And you have to get the possession of the ball And um, you know I think that uh, yeah, he's, he's obviously set his stall out to be, to be difficult to beat uh, Mark Guidi thinking back is the anniversary I'm just trying to remember how many years I think it's three to the day Since Motherwell last won at Celtic Park It was right. a, a Louis Moult double that day These things don't tend to come around too often um, Listening to Stephen Robinson there He's obviously under no illusions The size of the task tonight mm-hmm. Yeah and, You know I think he's probably thought We had our We had our I'm not saying it was luck But we had our hit with Celtic A couple of weeks ago When we got the, the, the goal A couple of minutes ago And it was a brilliant finish To, to equalise So I would imagine When you look at Celtic's home form There's very few teams Managed to touch Celtic I mean Hearts went there As league leaders Lost five Kelly went there As league leaders Lost five And According to Gordon Dale in, in both games You know It could have been 7-8-9 mm-hmm. uh, Easily So I think if you're going to get it Celtic As has been the case For several clubs this season You do it on your own patch But they are Pretty much untouchable On their own ground And that's what will give Brendan Rodgers And these players And the fans Confidence between tonight And at home to uh, Dundee On Saturday Ahead of two Very very tough Away against Petodre and Boxing Day Then of course Rangers um, The following Saturday Motherwell fans What chance have you got Of causing an upset tonight What about that team selection Numerous changes Give us a call 0141-951-1025 Let's hear from Neil Lennon I don't think the players need Any extra motivation They've got to drink up The feeling they got From after the game Park it And look for more of that I'm annoyed at the differential Between the Levels of performance That's all You know Because I know what the players Are capable of And they haven't been showing that and now it just shows you what a little bit of confidence can do. The body language is better, the running abilities are better, their close control is better, and their will to win, desire, all those things were there that we expect from them on a regular basis. Uh, what impact will the weekend's win have on Hibs, Jim Duffy? Is it is it simple? Is it all about that belief and confidence that they perhaps were lacking in previous weeks? Well, it's twofold. Obviously, the first thing is that uh, they should get into the, the the match with real belief and confidence. But the second thing is the expectation levels go up, yeah. go up again. And the manager himself, you know, normally after the game when you beat a team like Celtic as comprehensively as Hibs did at the weekend. You know, you just come out and you you know you you're lauding your players. You know everything's fantastic. But he actually come out and says, "No, they actually annoyed me <laughs> because they didn't have that that performance a, a week or so ago." And you know, so he wants that level of performance on a more regular basis. He knows it's in there, and he just has to squeeze out of them a little bit more often. And tonight is is another mm. test for them because he will expect his players to play with the same at the same level. The fans will expect it. But can the players produce it again? That's the test. And again, and Stephen Gerrard has thrown a similar gauntlet down to his players. He, he, we heard his interview earlier on, Gordon. He's on about consistency. That was his key word, consistency. And that's what Rangers. If you go, if you want to be really challenging for a title, you have to go to places like Easter Road and pick up three points. How wary do Rangers need to be about Florian Camberry, Mark? Albeit perhaps he hasn't done it quite enough. In the last couple of months But you look at the quality Of his finish at the weekend The quality of his finish When they went to Celtic Park Earlier yeah. in the season I mean he's clearly a danger Yeah he is I mean he just As you say there He lacks that bit of consistency I think he really You know Got in the nerves A Neil Lennon Gary Parker Two or three weeks ago When they, you know, they publicly Kind of you know 
were very critical um, of him but he's certainly uh, talented and you wouldn't bet against him um, scoring tonight against Rangers he does have it in his locker that's the one test you know we've, we've lauded um, Alan McGregor uh, on this programme week after week and rightly so I'll say it again for me he's been the player of the season so far um, but in many in other ways that's a, that would be a concern for the Rangers manager because why are we allowing teams so many chances and, and, and Alan McGregor's been fortunate enough to pull us out of a hole um, every now and again so that's got to be addressed at the moment um, there's no doubt Stephen Gerrard fav- favours Gareth McCauley and Conor Golson as his partnership Joe Warrell thinks the backup. I think there's doubts now about the Katic in terms of what he can do long term at the club I know he's a young defender but I don't really think he's up there at the moment being seriously considered to the first team that's up to him to show um, that he's good enough to get back into the squad and uh, do that so yeah Rangers can they keep a clean sheet tonight they'll be severely tested like I said earlier in the programme I think it'll be a score draw Jamie's a Celtic fan in Perth what's your point tonight Jamie? Evening panel happy Christmas to you when it comes same to you uh, I was uh, just for I was, I was on the way to go on the internet but I can't really find anything about it so I'm hoping you guys can can enlighten me a bit more because you tend to be in the know mm. uh, it was just with the, the recent news that Lee Griffith obviously going to be out for a while and you know that could possibly go on a bit further because you know there's, there's some issues to deal with but to let him do that and we've got Edward uh, we lost Dembele earlier in the season I was just wondering if any of you knew anything about the other Dembele that we have and when he's due to break on the scene the last I heard of him he was doing really really well in the development squad is it and he was at some tournament where he done very very well so I'm just wondering if uh, you have any news or you can update our Celtic fans on you know, where the development is with this young kid because I think I've heard uh, last month that he tweeted that he would love to be at Celtic or to, to mm. start his career at Celtic so as of that I think it's a young kid that we we really really need to get into the team and start you know looking forward to having this guy in the first team I just wonder if he's uh, update me on anything to do with that I think the obvious one Jamie and the guys will will, will no doubt have an opinion is that He's 15 So um, yeah you're right Remember if, remember that night He broke into the development squad He was only 13 The game was at Morton yeah. uh, And by all accounts Mark Not everyone at Celtic Was happy with that That he, that he played that night You know it yeah. was It brings Not only does it bring You know it brings attention. the attention and, and the scrutiny to, to the kid But I mean even now Even a couple of years on from that He's still only 15 So he's actually yeah. been playing mostly Below Celtic's even development squad He has turned out since Again for the development squad um, But I don't know If Jamie's talking about As an option for the first team now no. At 15 It would be quite something No With the greatest respect It's totally unfair And the kid again To be talking about it And to be talking about Somebody can go in As a backup While Lee Griffiths recovers From his problems And who who knows how long um, That's going to be I certainly wouldn't expect To see Lee Griffiths Anywhere near a Celtic First team jersey For the next two months Minimum um, But that apart No uh, it's not going to be Karamoka um, Dembele If anything though His, young, his elder brother's doing really well at Peter Peterborough Br- yeah, Banging them in um, on, a, on, a, on a regular basis But Celtic have to find um, yeah, A more experienced More finished article type of striker As backup for um, Edward um, For the second half of the season Not, not a kid at 15 And that, that's just not going to happen I mean, you get Can I come back in there? Yeah, on you go. Right, you go I, 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 I maybe kind of didn't get my point across earlier. I was actually meaning, you know, kind of more with an eye to next season. All right, okay. Uh, I, know, I know that it's, it's very, very rarely that like, you get youngsters of this age breaking on the scene. I think the only one I can think of recently was a Harry Cochran. 
Yep, yeah, he came in at 16. Yeah. Uh, the last one I can think before that, and I wasn't even born, was Derek Johnson, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it all went successful for him. But it was really just to see if he's now, you know, with our striker situation, has Karamoka Dembele come more into the plans yeah. for the future than he was. Uh, sorry, I, I didn't mean I drop him in the, the old No, no, that, that, that's fine. Like that. I mean, Jim, ultimately, yeah. ultimately, he's incredibly highly rated. Mm-hmm. That that remains the case, but. Jamie's sort of asking about his progression his mm. progression. While he still is progressing, not not at a level where right now he's gonna be banging on the door. Jamie's asking for next season. Yeah. Again, I think he's a February birthday, mm. so you know, turn sixteen in February. I mean, Listen, you've got a, a a boy coming on the, in the phone sh- shortly, Michael Owen, who was I think seventeen when he was becoming an international player. Uh, you've had Wayne Rooney, sixteen, as as um, as Jamie said, Harry Cochran, Harry Cochran Dennis does, Johnson, yeah. as he mentioned. There's, there's, there, there are a few guys at sixteen, seventeen that can come in. And and they are fantastic, but there's also boys like Islam Farouz who was at Celtic, went down to Chelsea. I think he's now about 23. Someone that has been in all over the place, all over Europe, including up in Scotland, the Hibs, and never really progressed, but earned a lot of money, and with a big reputation, and did well for the the the, the youth internationally. So you've got to also protect and also got to understand the mentality of a young boy. If you give him too much too early, you might lose him. Um, you know, so it's, it's that that kind of the, you know the guys at Celtic Park will know that they will understand mm. that the staff there are the most important people because they know the yeah. boy and they know the best way to deal with it. It's not always just about talent, uh, Gordon. There's a yeah. lot of boys with talent who have just been lost to the game simply because they've been given too much too early. So uh, I think from uh, Dembele's case, a young boy Dembele, I think he does seem a real protege, a real talent. But Celtic have got to nurture yeah. them and develop them in the right to, at the right time. Okay, thank you to Jamie in Perth. 0141 951 on the phones. Tariq is a Rangers fan in Grangemouth. Hi, Tariq. How are we doing today, panel? Uh, nice to hear your voices and be back on the show again. It's been a million, not the first time caller, a million time caller. All right, what have you got for <laughs> us tonight then? We're, we're, having, we're having a bit of difficulty getting through and getting on the show, but you've got to share it around. We understand that, it's not a problem. The point I was going to make tonight was uh, I've heard through the grapevine for a good contact I've got down in uh, Liverpool that uh, Stephen Gerrard's coming out of retirement for one last night of the proms. He's going to uh, conduct the orchestra against Celtic at uh, Ibrox. Oh, come on. And, uh, honestly, that's, that's what has been. As I've heard that, by the way, as a definite. Well, t- a good source. T- Tariq, and, uh, I heard that as well, Tariq. Well, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a true fact that yeah. you're, you're, you're the wind up, up Mark. I, I There's heard no that. Chance. I heard that today as well. Sunday told me that in April the first. Ah, I knew. I knew you. Oh, April the first. I'm talking about December the twenty. Whatever is it? Twenty ninth. Right, There's two chances. You're well, trying to tell me what what sort of grapevine is this you're hearing it from, Tariq? Because come well, on. Well, it's a, it's, it's, it's well, it's a friend of mine who's uh, lived down like, Liverpool. He's a Liverpool fan. His name's Peter. Right, and Peter uh, the Liverpool fan. He, he, I, I, he, well, he follows the Rangers as well because obviously Gerard, because most of the Liverpool fans uh, are doing that now. You know, they're following Rangers because Gerard, mm. like, a, a, he's like he's like a god in there. You know what I mean, and you can understand why he conducts himself fantastically. Right, I mean, Tariq, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. No offense, but I'll, I'll humour you. Right, Let, let's stay with it for a minute. Let's assume right. that you're right. That Peter, the Liverpool fan, is right, and Stephen Gerrard is coming out of retirement. Would it not make more sense to maybe get himself a couple of games to get that match sharpness back, rather than throw himself in for one game only against Celtic? I can't believe I'm even asking this. Uh. Well, 
he's been running a mock at the training complex with the midfielders and players that are there already. I'm talking about against Jimmy Bell. He's been keeping himself in shape. Yeah, I mean, he's not a, a daft chap. I mean, he's, his head's well screwed on now. But the, 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 the other point I was going to say... And Tariq, see that, see that phrase? His head's well screwed on, which it absolutely is. And that is exactly the reason why he will not play, because his head is well screwed on. Jim Duffy, There's no way he'll be playing. No, I think... Uh, Bring some sense to this. You know, I think there's been too much mulwinging about with Peter and Liverpool or whatever happens to be in the Christmas spirit. But uh, no, it's not going to happen. I think Stephen Gerrard has st- stated many, many times that he is retired he, from playing. He might like a little kickabout like most ex-footballers uh, do. You try and kick a ball for as long as you possibly can till your legs can no longer carry uh, at training. But uh, to suggest... Um, that he's going to come in in the the, the old firm game in December the twenty ninth, um, is is yeah I think it's uh it's, it's one of those ones where someone has started a wee rumour and uh, uh, Tariq has picked up on it. Christmas miracles happen, Jim Duffy. That's all I'm saying. And Tariq, if you're right, you can phone back and you can dine out on this for years and years to come. You know the number oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. After the break, we're going to be speaking on the phone, hopefully, to Michael Owen, talking about coming back to Glasgow to play in the Star Sixes. Of course, we will ask him about his memories of playing in front of Glaswegian crowds and about maybe about his old pal Stephen Gerrard. What about that? In fact, he's the right man to ask, is he not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, yeah, what do you think? Is he going to get the boots back maybe on? Maybe Michael Owen will partner Enjoy Morelos. As well. Yeah, listen, <laughs> you never know. And we've got a cracking full-time teaser next as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Mark Greedy and Jim Duffy are here with me, Gordon Duncan. We've just spent the last four minutes discussing whether Stephen Gerrard will play against <laughs> Celtic on the 29th or not. You never know. Well, sometimes you do, but let's uh, <laughs> let's just keep it at that. Uh, we've got a good full time teaser for the guys before we hopefully catch up with Michael Owen uh, on the phone. Uh, Jerry Gaffney has sent this question, and he admits he shamelessly nicked it from Duncan Alexander on Twitter. That's okay; right. we, we don't really mind how they arrive. We just get the questions up and running. Uh, full time at Clyde One dot com. That's the address you need if you want to send the question. And we always give the pundits about the last thirty minutes of the show to see what they can come up with. Last night's was outrageous, mm. absolutely outrageous. This one. Is Almost as difficult oh I would say dear. Not quite oh dear, dear. We're looking for the nine Top scoring English Premier League players With G O A And L In their names We're looking for the nine Top scoring English Premier League players With G O A And L In their names <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Seriously. I know. Who makes these? Who who researches all these? Which sad person, you know, looks at all these things and comes into that, you know what I mean? Sits there and goes right (laughs) and look for this. Do you know the the, the beauty of this is of all the pundits we've got, Jim Duffy treats these with the most disdain. The rest I do, Jim, I I, I do. Because I think quizzes should be fun. Gordon. This is oh, it's going to be fun for me. <laughs> Trust me, especially if you're looking at my face. <laughs> but nine. This should be fun, and you know, a bit whimsical at this time of the year. Oh, this is whimsical, all right. You know, put a lot of smile on people's faces. Christmas season of goodwill at Clyde SSB. You can play along if you if you think you're tough enough. The nine top scoring English Premier League players with G O A and L. That spells goal, by the way. In their full name. Full name. There's one that you should really get. Straight away to kick us off I like Gudjan Mark Weedy Sometimes You're usually 
Do you usually know, think just, on this line as to the timing of questions? So yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I know what you're English saying f- surname, but full name. I, but you're full saying name. you're saying uh, first and second name. So if it was Unny Goner Solskjaer yes, would that be one? That would be one. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer Okay, so I'm just. He's got G. He's got O. Yeah. He's got A. So and he's got L. Well, I'm saying it's not the surnames. Not the full so, name. Okay, so it's the full name. So. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer Clearly that's where the right. questions come from isn't it Because right. he's, Cause he's, cause he's, he's in the news at the moment yes. if you've not noticed Yes just a, just a, just a tad Right so okay, go. We've only got eight to go names. We've squished it Right we've got one It must um, be a, I'm, I'm just trying to think It's. I'm getting a few but then I'm, I'm just The G's causing me a problem So I'm trying to think of guys that are, that are Gary or Gareth or something like that yeah, No Teddy Sheringham No No he's not got an L no. Um, so I'm trying to th- Yeah It's, it's a G's I'm getting a Okay nah, I'm going to really struggle Like, this, like Gary Lineker But that's not got the rest of them Yeah It's not got right. an O Okay Well we'll, we'll okay. have a wee think And we'll see if we can get, yeah. Come up with a couple yeah. So I mean uh, Just for what it's worth it's, it's the nine top scoring English mm-hmm. Premier League players They've all got 29 or more English goals. Premier League goals right. Solskjaer's top by the way I mean he's got 94 English Premier League goals uh, You're coming down that list To guys that have got 29 I'll tell you, there's one in there who had a, a spell up here. Mm. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't a spectacular spell by any stretch of the imagination, but he was here. Ian Wright. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to think if we get middle names. I no, I know it's Ian Wright's not got all the letters. Don't worry, but don't don't worry there are no middle names. Right, okay. Yeah. All right, so there, there could be. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, no, right. I'm taking a look on Twitter to see Like I say, this was sent in by Jerry Gaffney Stolen from Duncan Alexander on Twitter If you've got a good question <laughs> Send it over to fulltime at clyde1.com Here's how I know it's hard No guesses yet Not even a guess coming in on Twitter And usually, usually we get them I must say, because the knowledge out there is unbelievable yeah, I'm going, I'm going to, I don't think it's right But I just, so I, just because I know I'm on the right track with the letters It's probably too early So... But I'll throw one because he played for Rangers up here Dale Gordon No Right okay No uh, Yeah the, the, the Rangers want uh, I've, away I've just given it away so it, was, it was Rangers Oh there we go we do JP Barnes and Robin McGonigal And Robin's Robin in She said the name and then said An easy one Aye So that's one, one who played here up for Played for Rangers That's up not the easy here. one by the way but, Yeah But yeah There's one who played up here for Rangers uh, and it's JP Barnes and Robin McGonigal have both got the same one on Twitter that they are telling you is easy, apparently. So oh, tell me, go. get the other eight. Um, <laughs> there's, a bit of a, uh, there's a bit of a link there to you, Jim Duffy. I would you, say. You just confused me by saying that. Oh, Jason Henderson's got the one from up here as well. Right. Uh, Ross, Ross Taylor's going to have to think again, though, because unless you can find me a rogue L in Sergio Aguero, mm-hmm. we're going to struggle. Um, but okay. yeah, all right. Okay. For Rangers, Aguero. and there's a there's a link to played for Rangers, and there's a link to Duff for another one. No. Oh, for no, another for one. Another one. Right, yeah. Okay. Right. Goodness. Start thinking about your time down south, Duff. I, I know. I'm 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 just writing down top goal scorers. That's what I'm going to try to figure them out. So obviously, I'm just writing. Ah, you and you. Listen, I'm telling you, they're yeah. flying on Twitter now. Of course not. Christopher's got two of them. Yeah, because they're probably googling. Uh, what Duff's time at what Norwich or Chelsea? At Chelsea. Chelsea, you had um, Tory Andy Flo, so that's no one. You had Luca Viali, which is not one. You had Franco Gian Franco Zola. Yes, we got go. there in the end. Gian Franco Zola. Right. Mark Guidi's still oh, right, not convinced. So, no, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 no, I'm thinking because I've got this. 
Rangers one who's been did Zola play for Rangers okay Gianfranco Zola okay so you've got Gianfranco Zola you've got Ole Gunnar Solskjaer right okay uh, and the the only other clue I've given you um, is is one that played up here and what makes this question even more difficult is that we're looking for the top nine so Mm -hmm. Lynchy has come in with what you would think is a great guess David Ginola but he's Mm -hmm. not on the list Mm -hmm. nothing to do with the letters in his name just because he's not scored scored enough goals aye good good yeah Oh, that'd have been a good one as well Alright yeah. uh, We are hoping to speak to Michael Owen very soon Indeed If he ever calls us uh, Let's speak to Rudy Is that a typo on our part? Is it Roddy? It is actually Rudy I don't know You can clear that up for us Rudy or Roddy? Oh, it's Rudy, Rudy. Yeah, It's just Do you know what it is? Our daft Canadian producer Has spelled it in a really strange way Rudy But on you go What's your point tonight? Uh, well, well the question is It's uh, to do with the SPFL decision uh, In relation to Ray McKinnon And Darren Taylor uh, we've been um, obviously been f- confirmed as breaching. Is it article? Is it D nine and D ten? Yes. But what I, what I was wanting to know was um, now that they have been found guilty of that, what uh, what what sanctions can be held against them? Does that uh, would that be points or would that just be? I'm just not too sure about yeah. that. Uh, Jim yeah. and Mark. <laughs> I must admit, off the top of my head, I'm not entirely sure. These ten, these things tend to be quite vague, where a, a wide range of punishments are available, mm-hmm. and then it's decided, you know, with regards to whether they fit the crime or not. I mean, there's there's a hearing to decide whether they should face sanction for contravening rules D9 and D10. So that's still to come. Um, you if you don't know the backstory, this comes, you know, Morton basically accusing McKinnon and Taylor of breaching contract, uh, reporting Falkirk due to the way that Ray McKinnon went from. Morton to Falkirk so the SPFL um, have, have started the, 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 the ball rolling in that one Falkirk have issued a statement today Mark Guidi saying they're extremely surprised and disappointed to have lost the case um, but as far as sanctions go it's a bit too early I would suggest yeah I would I'm surprised because I was told there was something in the the, the, the paperwork that you know that, you know, that allowed uh, Falkirk to do uh, what they did, uh, however, the SPFL have taken a different view um, on it. I would be surprised if there's a point, points deduction. Um, I think there would be some kind of fine um, imposed. I don't think you could even put a points deduction in. But so I'd imagine it would be a slap in the wrist and uh, and a fine. I, I can't see any other um, you know punishment that would be that would be fitting. Jim Duffy. Yeah, I think so, Mark. You know, you you say to them, look, don't don't break the rules the next time. Or if you're going to do something of a similar ilk, if you're going to go after someone else's manager, you need to go through the correct procedure. And um, I think that's that's what will happen. I think they they, they may well get uh, it, may, it may well even be um, you know something that in 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 the future if they do something, you know, um, they get a, a more severe punishment. But I, I just I just can't see any more than that. And um, you know, I, I said I think that um, you know managers will move from club to club. Uh, it happens. Um, I'm always a bit surprised when a manager decides to leave. How much criticism he gets, but if he gets a sack, no one really bothers too much. Even if he has a year or two's contract to go, so it's, um, it's it was it was like an unsavoury time. Um, you know, f- between uh, Morton and Falkirk, obviously with with, with Ray deciding to go there, but. Uh, 
I don't really think the Morton fans will be too aggrieved now because Morton are in a much healthier position than Falkirk have been. Well, that's an interesting point, Rudy. As a Morton fan, are you, are you one that, I mean, is that what you're interested in? Is it, you want to see maximum punishment handed out? Would that make you feel better about the full thing? Or are you, is it water under the bridge for you? No, I think, like Jim, uh, the legend said, um, I think it is. You know, we are glad to see the back of, um, of them, but at the same time, there's not really much. You know, stopping other managers from doing it. Not that I'm saying that you should, you know, you sign a contract, you have to stay there. Obviously, for whatever personal reasons, you may be able to move on. But, you know, a club like Morton at that time, who who was on the up, um, under that, there was nothing stopping another manager. You know, I just I wonder if that was, if that had been the Premiership club, for example. If Ben and Roger decided to leave there and go to Rangers, I mean, I would imagine. Um, but, you know, a thousand pound fine would be nothing. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I just think because it's a kind of lower league, you know, that it just seems to be yeah, you're guilty of it. But it doesn't seem to be much clarity, like you said about yeah. what. what I think I think Rudy's really so relevant to what you what you earn and what you pay. I mean, so obviously I, I was in the position where I know the kind of Morton wage structure roughly anyway, and the Falkirk wage structure roughly. So it's not a huge difference, of, you know. And so therefore, I think that whether you know fines and all that kind of stuff. I think if you find the clubs for it, then I, you know I really don't really see that um, as as being a real punishment um, because I don't think that the the, the money difference is, is is really going to be relevant. But I think that uh, they'll be told, like Mark said, I think they'll be saying, look, any future uh, breach of the rules will maybe result in you know a points deduction or you know a high, a heftier fine. But I can't see too much more than that as mm. a punishment at this moment in time. Uh, Sammy's on Twitter. He says, uh, "I'd say a fair punishment for Falkirk is a hundred grand to Morton, a two hundred grand fine, mm. and a fifteen point deduction." I wonder what team Sammy supports. <laughs> yeah, very diplomatic, and this this Christmas spirit uh, is is not is abundant for Sammy. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, thank you to Rudy, who's a Morton fan from. Paisley uh, We are struggling to get uh, Michael Owen on the phone By the way So apologies for that We will keep trying What about this teaser uh, We're looking for The nine top scoring Premier League players With G O A And L In their names Guys like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer Guys like Gianfranco Zola um, Paul Gascoigne's not one They're ones that are coming in uh, what else have we got? Remember, I was saying about Sergio Sergio Aguero. Uh, Matt Charlix come on and says, actually, Sergio Aguero del Castillo is his full name. <laughs> Don't yeah, even try go, it. See? We're not going down that road, I'm afraid. Any more on the teaser? Do you want some thinking time? Uh, I'm gubbed. No, uh, I need gubbed. some thinking time, mate. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here with me, Gordon Duncan. We've got a lot to squeeze in, so quickly, what about this question? The nine top scoring Premier League players from England with G, O, A, and L in their name. It's a cracker. What have you got for me during the break? Right, I've got two for you Ashley Young. Yes. And Leighton Baines. Yes, you're flying now. You've got the bit between your teeth, Jim Duffy. Well, only because if we said young and we're trying to go through with an N and a G, so we've got lo- Shane Long. Ah, you've got that one as well. Well done. So you're only looking for another th- four. Right. Okay. I'm pleased Good to thanks. say we are joined on the phone. I'm just looking at the letters in his name. He doesn't qualify no, for this question. Michael Owen is on the line. Michael, thanks for joining us. I was just trying to find a G in my name. <laughs> 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 
Uh, anyway, Michael, the reason we've got you on is because you're going to be back in Glasgow very soon. You're turning out for England in the Star Sixes at the SSE Hydro. Are you looking forward to it? How are the how are the fitness levels these days? Yeah, I'm looking forward. To it. We had a great experience um, last time we played at the O2 in London, and uh, it was a brilliant tournament. Everyone really got behind it. It's always good to get your your. Well, I was going to say boots back on, but it'll be astroturf trainers this time. But it's uh, it's competitive. It's good fun. Some of the uh, some of the big names from from obviously only a few years ago. A lot of players that have recently retired. So the other part of the question about fitness, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. It's not great timing, is it? Straight after Christmas, but um, I'm sure a few of us will be rolling around the. The pitch, but now it's uh, it's great. It's good fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, looking at some of the Scotland boys, I think the waistlines perhaps aren't what they used to be. It's slightly different this time, Michael. But you have played in front of a Glasgow crowd on a couple of occasions before, of course, uh, in your time at Liverpool. Uh, you come up and face Celtic a couple of times, I think. What, what are your memories of of coming up here and playing in front of those types of crowds? Yeah, I uh, I did. I played against Celtic. I mean, it remains probably the the best atmosphere I think I've ever played. And I mean, things like El Clasico were were top notch, but the noise. On the uh, in that Europa League, uh, Europa, I think it was uh, UEFA Cup back then. Yeah, was it, yeah, it was UEFA yeah. back then, wasn't it? The Europa nowadays. Um, that was just unbelievable, and obviously I uh, managed to, to score quite early in the game. But Celtic give us a, a right game. I think it finished two two in the end. And um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant memories, and, and obviously always enjoyed it. I actually played at Ibrox as well. In I think it was uh, Walter Smith's testimonial um, at some point as well. So yeah, I've had the. Uh, the joys of, of doing that so looking forward to coming up to Glasgow again that's funny I was looking back at that game today and uh, in fact Celtic's two goal scorers that night Simon Donnelly and Jackie McNamara they're both going to be playing for Scotland in this Star Sixes how much are you looking forward to renewing that old rivalry yeah it'll be great I mean obviously playing against Scotland is always good um, I think a lot of it you know you'll see big names playing but really I'm not sure it matters as much nowadays it's all about fitness with, with those retired lads and um and I'm pretty sure that there'll be a few. I mean, the Scots look as if they're quite fit, actually. And I was looking down the list, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind saying that they're going to be one of the favourites. We've got a few big names. Um, our fitness levels might not be quite up to it, but players like Joe Cole literally just retired from football, so I think we're going to be giving him as many minutes as possible to try to carry the rest of us. Who else have you got in your your arsenal? Then I'm, I'm trying to think of the list. Who else can we expect to see in your team? Well. In goal, we've got um, we've got David James, who's fantastic. Even now, I still believe he can uh, he could probably play in, in a high level. He's he's always kept himself fit, so that's uh, I would say we're going to have possibly the uh, the best goalkeeper in, in the uh, in the tournament. Mm. And then we've got Joe Cole, as I say, he's recently retired. Um, Wayne Bridge, uh, Darren Bant, another recently retired one. Yep. And we've got Luke Young, Emil Heskey, David Dunn, Paul Konchesky, myself. Um, I hope I'm not forgotten enough. Phil Neville was uh, was playing as well last I heard, but I'm not sure if he is. Um, but yeah, we've uh, we've got a, a, a decent yeah a decent there. squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys guys like Ryan Giggs, Michael turning out for for Wales as well. I think yeah. everyone knows what type of career he had. I'm sure it's a guarantee that he's still in good shape. It is, yeah. He's still <laughs> fit as a flea, isn't he? I was uh, I was only talking to him a couple of days ago on the uh, doing the, the television. Um, on the Manchester United Liverpool game, and yeah, he's in uh, he's in good form. I think Craig Bellamy as well. I mean, there'll be some really top names out there that it'll it'll be great to see them performing again. Um, and even some of the other teams where you might not have too many household names, you know, that some of them are still young and fit, and 
they're always a danger. Mm. And Michael, with one or two of those names, then the, the, the sun bin might be busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have seen it last time. It was hilarious. <laughs> Phil Neville was playing, and uh, he got absolutely smashed in the first minute by Poyol. I mean, really, oh, I remember really that was a terrible tackle. Yeah. yeah, it was a straight red, and, and then our game against Scotland got a bit feisty as well. <laughs> Funny that. I don't, the, I don't think the lads thought the uh, thought a penalty on me was a fair decision, so they got a bit ratty with the referee and then overspilled a bit. But <laughs> it's always a good laugh. We have a pint in the bar after, and it's uh, it's a bit of good fun. Uh, Michael, your long term friend Stephen Gerrard is obviously up here doing his thing in the dugout now. How much do you manage to keep an eye on on how he's getting on? Well, I just think it's brilliant for the whole league because you know, of course. For people like me, I'm interested in the Scottish League anyway. I always have been. I mean, a lot of my, you know, my my dad's side of the family are all Scottish, so um, so I've always had that type of interest. But I just think from people that didn't really take much notice, now everybody's keen, everybody's looking at the top of the table and, and talking about it. So I think it's it's not just for Rangers. I think it's just given the whole of the, the league, you know, more airtime really, and and uh, and everybody's really loving it. And and I am as well. I mean, I was always brought up, sort of all my side of the family were Celtic fans. But even now, because he's my mate and, and uh, obviously he's doing so well. And, it, you know, I'm every every weekend I'm looking for his results and, and hoping it's going to be a good finish to the season. Obviously, we're still early, but it's shaping up really nice. Yeah, I mean, listen, he was obviously a leader on the pitch. Was it always the case where you could see that quality in him that he would, you know, certainly want to go on and, and try his hand at management? Could you see that from a young age? Yeah. Oh yeah, he always, I always thought he would go into management. Um, no question about that. Yeah, and I mean, listen, he's still very young. I know he's loving his his, uh, his work and, and his job, um, and he's going to still make m- mistakes. Obviously, there's there's so much to learn, you know, in in management. But I think for a first crack at it, I think he's doing fantastically well. Um, you know, and, and there seems to be a, a real buzz up there. So it's uh, it's great to see. It's great for. You know my generation of players because we've had so many good players over over the years and they never ever get a chance really at a decent level to go into management. You know the the only level you can get into is conference or division two. With all due respect, you know a lot of the players that are potentially great managers probably don't know that league, probably don't know the, the type of tactics and everything in that league. So you've got no chance before you start. So it's nice that a massive club like Rangers have given a a young manager ago and, and hopefully he's he's, uh, he's repaying them We always talk about guys Michael who played at such a high level and then when they go into management the question always is you know how will they deal with players who perhaps can't do what, what they used to do or, or, or the types of demands that they used to put in themselves can they put those types of demands on other players how do you think Stephen will be coping with that side of things? Well yeah it's a very valid point um, and it's obviously something that he will be aware of you know <laughs> I don't care who he manages, even if he went and managed the England national team, he'll still be coaching players that were not half as good as him. I mean, we're talking about one of the all-time greats, so that's just an inevitability. He's got to obviously get his head around that right from minute one, and, and he's had that experience at, at the academy at Liverpool of, of coaching young players that are making mistakes a lot of the time. And um, and that's just, as I say, that's just par for the course. He's going to have to get used to them, and early signs are very good. Great stuff Michael thank you very much For taking time I know you're a busy man For joining us We wish you luck At the Star Sixes in January I hope you don't mind Us not wishing you Too much luck But uh, you expected (laughs) that Anyway didn't you (laughs) Good to speak to you Good man That was Michael Owen If you fancy getting along And seeing Michael And the rest of the guys Up against our Scotland team Of course The SSE Hydro From the 4th to the 6th Of January
Should be good. Mm. Ah, it'd be good fun. Yep, absolutely. Some some good names and, and uh, played with a couple of boys this morning in the Scotland team and uh, Stan Petrov was on the phone with the day as well and he's played in the rest of the yes, world team he so he's getting himself into shape too so I it will be good be Jim good Duffy fun. it just shows you a guy who's played in El Clasico mm-hmm. he's played in Liverpool yes. Man United mm-hmm. he's played Liverpool in Newcastle Everton. Sunderland I would imagine Liverpool Everton mm-hmm. uh, yeah. he's, he's, he's telling you, you know, when, when it comes to crowds yeah. up here it tops a lot for him yeah, well, I mean, again, as I say, this he's not the, he's not the first player. I mean, the guys like Lionel Messi and mm. you know other players around the, the the world have all you know stated that when they go to Celtic Park and a European night, it's a phenomenal atmosphere. And and you know, so these guys you know don't have to say that they're not here to sell no. sell themselves to Celtic fans or, or Scottish fans. But um, you know, I mean, listen, he was a phenomenal player, phenomenal goal scorer. As I said, you know, international, seventeen or eighteen years of age, but just extraordinary player. And I, 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 you know, again, he's one of these guys. That I'm a wee bit surprised he's not meant to coaching as in a strikers coach because these mm. are these are coaching uh, uh, the the parts that, that that are very important now. You know, you've got a goalkeepers coach now. Some teams have defensive coaches, but certainly as a strikers coach, there's a lot of teams that. And someone like Michael Owen, mm. you never know. You might see him at Ibrox one day, even just two or three days a week, helping his helping one of his best mates out. Okay, still goalless between Celtic and Motherwell and Hibs against Rangers. Couple of close calls early on, eight minutes or so on the clock. We are still goalless. Uh, right, what about this teaser? We do have some work to do. It must yeah. be said. Uh-huh. Uh, we're looking for the nine top goal scoring Premier League players with G O A and L in their names: Solskjaer, Leighton Baines, Ashley Young, Shane Long, Gianfranco Zola. Um, so you've got four to get. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. I don't, honestly, God, no, I've I've tried yeah, a, a, every a name that, that Michael Owen has mentioned. They haven't said they got a G O A or L. the one that came up here then? Played for Rangers. If a name is English club, you'll get it. Right, okay, we'll name the English club then. Southampton. James Beatty. That's what happens when you do silly things. You just randomly. Eagle Austinstad. Eagle Austinstad. What a shout that is. By the way, there's a. Quite a, there's a, a bit of a Villa connection You've got two from Villa still to get Two from Villa uh, I think is Very very quick Very quick Oh Gabby Agbon Lahore Gabby Agbon Lahore uh, The other one he played for Villa He's even testing me now um, I think he played for Was it Bradford? He's South American He's got the oh, The three uh, names uh, Lillia, like. the no, no Juan Pablo Angel. Yes, and the pronunciation's magnificent. Well yeah. Extra points for that, which means you've only got one to get. Also, um, from a, a similar part of the world, um, South America. Yeah, they're thereabouts. I'm just testing my own geography here. Um, Sweden, Wigan yeah. would be the club I can. Ooh. I would mostly oh, associate uh, with Alcaraz. No. No. Nope. Um, oh. Wigan. The, 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 when, the, when Owen Coyle was there um, No Martinez Yeah Probably round about then Yep yeah. uh, I, I, You know what I can think of Is he not I'll give you his initials Yeah H uh-huh. G uh, Sorry H, HR Sorry HR Yeah <laughs> Oh no It's not who I'm thinking of No Geraldo No I don't no. know Who is it Hugo Nah. Roda Yega. Ah, I remember him saying I had him in my dream team one season. I remember. Ah, there we go. Yep, Thank no. you, Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy, for joining me, Gordon Duncan. Thank you for all the calls and tweets. Uh, two massive games in the Premiership tonight. We'll have all the post match reaction tomorrow from six with Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. So don't miss it.
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.